So preacher, pray me through tonight, all right? Just preach me to that point where I'm ready to pray through tonight. Amen. Love, Brother Albritton. I want you to come just take your liberty tonight. And let's have church. What do you say? We don't want this preacher struggling tonight. We're going to help him. We're going to help him. Amen. Come, take your liberty. Thank you, Pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Oh, beautiful spirit of the Lord, presence of the Lord that's in the place tonight. Can we just lift up our hands and tell them thank them thank one more time, church family. We shouldn't get weary. We shouldn't get weary by telling them thank you. It costs nothing. Ah, thank you, Lord. Thank, thank you, Lord. Ah, come on, come on, somebody. Think about it. Think about everything that he's brought you through. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we lift our hearts to you with thanksgiving in them and a praise on our lips. Would somebody put your thankful hands together? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. So glad, so glad to be in the house of the Lord one more time. This close, this close to the coming of the Lord. Said this close to the coming of the Lord, but it feels good in the house. Thanks again, Pastor, for this opportunity. We don't take it lightly. Don't take it lightly. Powerful word of the Lord we heard this morning on this beautiful Palm Sunday. I want to prepare our hearts for next Sunday. Lord willing, Jesus' name is going to be Easter Sunday. Church family, I want to prepare our hearts. If you have your Bibles, 1 Kings, 1 Kings 18. 1 Kings 18. Just have a few preliminary remarks. Pastor, we're praying for you this week. We'll continue to pray for you. I know this is a difficult time and somebody pivotal, pivotal in your life, made a huge impact on your life. So I know this can't be easy, but God, God, hope, God will give you the grace, the grace to handle this situation. Uh, one other remark, church family, on a little lighter note. Was going down the road yesterday, and my beautiful daughter says to me, "She says, Daddy, you gonna preach tomorrow, right?" I said, "Yes, I'm I'm preaching tomorrow." She said, "Well, you better say something about me." <laughs> she, she said, "You better say something about me." So I'm saying something about her, my beautiful daughter. She said, she sure, she assured me. She said, if you don't, I'm going to tell pastor on you. I said, oh, man, <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't do that to me. <laughs> I need pastor on my side. So she, she said that exact, <laughs> I'm going to tell pastor on you. I said, man, don't do that. Let me make sure. 
So I made a mental note to make sure, make sure to say something about Sister Amory Aldridge. Make sure. I love her, love my family. My wife is out taking care of brother, brother Braden. He said he had to go take care of something before church, before the preaching anyway. Just a little bit ago, it was important. It was important, church family. I, I, I assure you, it was important. And he, he, he told us pretty, pretty clearly it was important. So I'll spare you the details, but it was important. Just, just take my word for it. Uh, 1 Kings 18, 21. If you have it, say amen. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. Then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I, only remain a prophet of the Lord. But Baal's prophets are 450 men. Let them therefore give us two bullocks and let them choose one bullock for themselves and cut it in pieces and lay it on wood. Put no fire under it and I will dress the other bullock and lay it on wood and put no fire under it. And call ye on the name of your gods and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God that answereth by fire, let him be God. And all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. Going to take emphasis. Verse that last verse, verse 24. It called and call you on the name of your, your gods and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God that answereth by fire, let him be God. I'm going to take for a title tonight, church family, pray for me. The God that answers by fire. The God that answers by fire. Before we go to the Lord in prayer, church family, we have some important events coming up in the next few weeks. And I just feel like God put this on my heart for us to just prepare our hearts. Prepare our minds. We already have, and I'll speak to it later on. And pastor has instructed us and given us a direction to do some extra fasting this week and I've taken it seriously on myself and I feel God I feel it was perfect will of God for us to do that and I feel good but tonight I just want us to take a little more time and make sure God rains fire down on our sacrifice because it's important it's important church family I am included in this. I'm preaching to myself tonight. But we need the God that answers by fire. We need God to rain fire our sacrifice here in the next couple weeks. So can we go to the Lord in prayer with that on our minds? So God, we come before you. God, we're asking you to rain Holy Ghost fire. We know you're the God. We know you're the God. We know you're the one true God. Without a surety, God, without question, we know. We know God, heal, save, deliver. Do a work that only you can do. Do a work that only you can do tonight. Knowing my mind, my heart, my lips of clay. God, we need you. 
in a special way tonight, in a special way. Oh, would somebody lift your voice, lift your voice, lift your voice. God, touch us, touch us. We offer ourselves tonight as a sacrifice, as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto you. Oh, just our reasonable service. God, take it rain down on us. Bless us tonight. Be careful to give you all the glory and all the honor. Would the church say amen? Would somebody clap your hands once again to the Lord? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord tonight. Church family, by my title, you can tell I'm going to talk a little bit about fire tonight. Fire is something that we all know it burns. It has an effect on your life. The, the fire that I'm going to talk about is the Holy Ghost fire. How many want the Holy Ghost fire on your life? How many want the Holy Ghost fire on your life tonight? And also on the people that you reach out to, we want the Holy Ghost fire on your life and on their life as well. But I'm reminded of a story that, that uh, I personally experienced just to start off here tonight. I, I recall, I believe I was about 14, 15. Uh, I know it was before I was driving because I'll say here I had to ride my bike, but the, um, I had a neighbor with some friends of ours that went to the church and just around the block, and I could hear the, the, the sirens uh, the fire trucks going, and, and I was just curious, bored at home. It was kind of late at night, uh, seven-ish, I would say, and kind of piqued my interest a little bit. So I looked up and saw where the direction of the emergency vehicles, saw the direction they were going, and I just said, hmm, let me go check this out. This might be, this just might be the house that I know somebody in. So I get on my bike, and I'm riding, and I, I go around, and I, I'm getting close, and sure enough, it's my very friends, close friends of ours, go up, and, and I see, all of a sudden go in, that I see them come out, and I didn't want to get in the way of the, the uh, emergency response people, I didn't really want to get in their way, so I stayed back for a while, and all of a sudden I realized what's going on, I saw my friends, they came out on the, the curb, and saw they were okay. So I was thanking God for that, and then you could tell everything started to kind of settle down, so I kind of crept up, and I was talking to him, and I saw my friend, and I was like, hey, man, what's going on? What, what happened? And what, what he told me was, I, think, I believe the, the, the mom was, was doing something with the microwave, and the microwave exploded. And, and definitely, later on, we went in, and you saw the smoke, uh, the smoke damage, and you saw uh, the damage that the fire had made. And from, from, from that point, I, I, I've never been a part of a fire, thank God. But from that point, I saw the effects that a fire can have. I know, I know Brother Nelson, I know his line of work, I know he's seen all that and above. But I had never seen anything like that. And so just knowing that, it, it, it reminded me of a thought. And I said, you'll know when the fire hits somebody. I said, you'll know when fire hits something. There will be lasting effects. There will be markings. There will be 
damage when it, the, the natural fire hits an object or house or person. Have mercy. But the Holy Ghost fire has that same effect. You know when the Holy Ghost fire, you can't stay the same when it hits your life. I said when the Holy Ghost fire hits you, you will be different. I said you will be changed. You will be transformed. The Holy Ghost fire can hit somebody and you without a surety say they're different now. It's something different about them. It's something different that you have the Holy Ghost now. And I'm here to tell somebody, let's catch with somebody's soul, catch on fire. I said with somebody's soul, catch on fire. We sing the song, like a raging fire, burn in my soul. Ah, baptize me with the Holy Ghost. Is somebody feel that way tonight? Hallelujah, Matthew 3 and 11. This is the Holy Ghost fire that I'm talking about tonight. says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. That was John the Baptist there talking, telling his followers, hey, wait a minute, don't, don't just get so caught up in me, but there's somebody coming after me, and they're going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. But tonight, that's, that's the Holy Ghost we're talking about, to baptize us with Holy Ghost. Another reference of fire comes in Acts 2 and 1, very familiar scripture. Want us to look at it here. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly, somebody say suddenly. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it set upon each of them. And they were all, somebody say all. Somebody say all once more. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Oh, that would fill my heart just like Pastor was saying. Let's all get the Holy Ghost. Let's all pray through the night, myself included. But my God, can we have a day of Pentecost experience here tonight or more importantly next Sunday? When their souls in here, let the Holy Ghost fire saturate us. That's all, all fine and dandy. But there has to be some prerequisites. Prerequisites to the Holy Ghost fire coming down. I'm going to go ahead and launch off into our text tonight. Well, I'll spend most of my time here showing, talking about this story of Elijah. Elijah 
told Ahab a little bit before we read this chapter. He told Ahab, he said, hey, it's not going to rain. There is not going to be rain on the earth for a while. So Ahab, he goes, Elijah goes, disappears for a while, stays out of Ahab's reach. God takes care of him. But then we pick up here in chapter 18. This is a confrontation where Elijah has with the prophets of Baal. And in Ahab, he tells him, starting off at verse 20, So Ahab sent all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together unto Mount Carmel. I want us to look at verse 21. It says, And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. Elijah said, it's decision time. It's decision time. I talked about this last time I preached and I feel it so strong again. It's decision time. The people of Israel, they had people. King Ahab had led them a horn after other gods. That's the reason why we're even talking about Baal. Because they shouldn't even have, they shouldn't even know nothing about Baal. But King Ahab was a wicked king. Had the notorious Queen Jezebel that we talk about often. But Elijah said, children of Israel, gather all together. Your prophets of Baal. And don't know how long halt ye between two opinions. If the Lord be God, follow him. Elijah said, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of us going back and forth. We're in a drought. God wants to do something in your life. God wants his rain to pour down. But we're in a drought because guess what? We, we started serving the Baal. And it's a few of us that we ain't serving Baal. So come out here and let's settle this right now. And I like at the end, and the people answered him not a word. You know why? They knew. Prophets, they knew. They knew. Because we're going to read a couple scriptures later where they, where, they, where they answer him. And I've had a feeling them folks knew Baal. They, they knew Baal. They knew the one true God. Elijah's coming out of it, said it's settled. And I feel like they knew, oh man, here we go. This ain't going to this, this be something different. The prophet Elijah to mean business today. Said, answer to him, not a word. Child of God, visitor, saint, friend alike. It's decision time. The fire, the Holy Ghost fire that I was just talking about is for you. It's for me. God wants to do something in your life. Church family, God wants to do something in our life as a church collectively. But we have to decide, God, no matter what, we're not going to hold. We're not going to be teeter-tottering between opinions. But we're going to say, if God, if the one true God be God, let's serve him. 
I said, let's serve him. Let's serve him with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul. Verse 22, then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I alone, remain a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophet are 450 men. It was a lot of them serving Baal. It was a lot of them. And now he, he lays out the parameters for this event. Let them therefore give us two bullocks. Let them choose one bullock for themselves. Cut it in pieces. Lay it on wood. Put no fire under it. I will dress the other bullock and lay it on wood and put no fire under it. And he called and called you on the name of your gods and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God that answers by fire, let him be God. And all the people said, it is well spoken. Now they want to say something. Now they want to say something. Earlier they didn't have nothing to say. Now, oh, it's well spoken. Lays it out. Says, let's see. Elijah, let's see. For the fire... To be in your life, first you got to choose. You got to choose God. God is a gentleman. He's not going to force himself on anybody. You got to choose him. You can go after Baal. You can go after the destructions of this world. You can go after things that will fill the void that only God can fill. You can chase jobs, money, careers, things of this world, drugs, drinking alcohol, illicit behavior. Baal, you can serve them. But then when the drought happens in your life, things start to dry up. Then start to wonder, man, What's going on in my life? What's going on in my life? Why is nothing working out for me? Why can't I sleep at night? Why don't I have the peace to sleep? Having nightmares, having suicidal thoughts. That's why, you know, you ain't serving the right God. You're not serving the right God. Don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but I just want to tell you, there's a God out there that can fill you with Holy Ghost and fire, but you got to let him in. You got to choose. You got to choose. Verse 26, and they took the bullock which was given them and they dressed it. They called on the name of Baal for morning. Even unto noon, saying, Oh, Baal, hear us. But there was no voice, nor any that answered. And they leaped upon the altar, which was made. And it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, Cry aloud, for he is a God. Either he is talking, or he is pursuing, or he is in a journey, or poor adventure he is sleeping. And must be awakened. 
and they cried aloud and cut themselves out in a manner. The knives lanced till the blood gushed out upon them. And it came to pass, when midday was past, they prophesied unto the time of offering of the even sacrifice, and there was neither voice nor answer nor any of that regarded. Just like I said, wasted all that time. Wasted all that time chasing, chasing Baal. Asking Baal. Elijah knew it. I feel like a lot of them probably knew it themselves. Said we're wasting our time, but we got to go through the motions because Elisha's coming. Elijah, excuse me, Elijah, the prophet, he's going to do his thing. So glad somebody's here on the sound of my voice, whether it be in person or online. You're chasing the wrong thing. I said you're chasing the wrong thing. You're chasing, you're pursuing the wrong thing. That's why, that's why you're cutting yourself suicidal. Still don't hear nothing. Still don't hear nothing. So glad the story doesn't end here. In there, want us to take a look, church family. This is what I feel like God really gave me tonight. Verse thirty. Oftentimes we read these stories, church family, and myself included. I'm including myself in all of this. We read this story and we want to jump to the end where the fire falls. We want to jump to the end and shout, put the organ in each flat if we may, and shout, do the shouting songs. But we skip over verse 30. Want us to read this carefully. And Elijah said unto all the people, Come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. He said, everybody come here. After all the, the prophets of Baal's theatrics. He said, everybody listen up. Listen up. We got to repair some things. We got to repair some things. And he repaired of, a law, of the altar of the Lord. That was broken down. Why was it broken down? I'm not for sure. It could have been because the bear. It could have been. More cases it probably was. But at the same time, why was Baal even a question? Why was Baal even in the picture? Because you know, altar of the Lord, children of men, they weren't worried about that altar. They was chasing Baal. They was doing things. Elisha said, before anything, before we go any further, we got to repair this altar. We got to repair the altar. 
church family, all of us, the hustle and bustle of life gets us, gets us all, gets us all. That's why I'm so glad, Pastor, I'm so glad you did that month of fasting this month. I know we had normally been doing the Monday fast. So glad he put that extra because I said, God, even myself, said, God, I'm going to take this seriously. I'm going to take it seriously because I won't. Before the fire can fall, we got to prepare some things. We got to repair it. We got to put the prayer back on. The prayer back on. The fasting back up. The Bible reading back up. We got to repair some things. I know we want to shout about the fire, but we first got to repair the altar in our own lives. We got to repair. Repair. Elijah said we can't go no further. We can't go no further till we repair the altar. Love verse 31. And Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of tribes of the sons of Jacob unto whom the word of the Lord came saying Israel shall be thy name. If you recall this was back in Joshua. Where after they crossed the Jordan River, Joshua said, go get 12 stones. Go get 12 stones as a memory. So here goes Elijah thinking about that. He said, hey, go get those 12 stones. Get 12 stones. According to the number of the sons of Jacob, get that back up. Get that back the way it was supposed to be. Why is this torn down? Why is nobody coming here using this altar? Why is it so unfamiliar? We gotta repair some things. We gotta repair our hearts. We got to repair our hearts for what God wants to do in this church and in our lives personally. And with the stones, he built an altar in the name of the Lord. He made a trench about the altar as great as would contain two measures of seed. He put the wood in order. Cut the bullock in pieces. Laid him on the wood. Fill four barrels with water. Pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. Fill four barrels with water. Remember, this was doing a drought. This was doing during a drought. He said, fill four barrels with water. As I was thinking about this, said nobody said don't do outreach during a pandemic. Don't teach no Bible studies during a pandemic. Nobody wants to hear this. Elijah said, go get that water, pour it on. I know we're in a pandemic. I know we're in a drought. Pour it on. Pour it on. Did something so strange. Elijah, don't you know how bad we need this water? Don't you know? 
He said, pour it on. We're going to read on. He says, do it again. Verse 34. And he said, do it the second time. And they did the second time. And he didn't stop there. He said, do it a third time. Elijah, where are we getting all this water from? Why you want us to keep wasting all this water? Pastor, why you want us to keep wasting all this energy? There's fire. I know there's fire coming because I serve the true God. I know there's fire. I don't have to cut up like you prophets of Baal. I, all I got to do is get a sacrifice ready. That's all I got to do is offer up what God has given me. All I got to do is what he instructed us in the book to do. And I know for sure the fire will fall. I said the fire be there. Church family, we give ourselves to God. We give him as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. And I promise you the fire will fall. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right there. I said, I feel the Holy Ghost right there. We do. We follow our leader. And I promise you, the fire will fall. I promise you. I promise you. The fire's going to fall. The fire said, do it, do it the first time. Do it the second time. Do it the third time. I know we get weary talking about this outreach program, Bible studies, put your numbers in. I know, I know, I know. But what we're trying to get to is the fire. That's what we're trying to get to. That's where pastor leading us to the fire. He said, we put these out. We do these things. It's in the book. The fields are white. Ready. Ready. Pray that the Lord will send forth laborers into his harvest. That sacrifice. The good thing now, God's not asking us for a bullock. He's asking us for our life, a living sacrifice. You just give God what he gave you. And that's your breath, your abilities. He knows you flaws and all. I said he knows you flaws and all. He knows you. He knows you're not perfect. He knows but he said, just give me that. Just give me that. I'll take care of the rest. I'll take care of the rest. I'll multiply it. Like the little lad with the lunch. How insignificant it was. Everybody said, what's this lunch going to do? All these people out here. What's this lunch going to do? This small little lunch. And I know that's how a lot of us feel. Most of us. God, what you done in my life? The mistakes I made. The things I've been through. How can you use me? How can you use me? How can the fire fall on my life? How can it fall on my life? But I'm saying, you just do what you know to do. 
and give God and say, God, as menial as my life is, I give it to you. And you watch God multiply it. You watch him multiply it. And when that fire starts falling, I promise you, people will come up to you and say, wow, sis, wow, brother, how did you do that? They say, I don't know. I just got out of the way and let the fire fall. I just wanted the fire to fall on my life. So I made, I rebuilt the altar. I set it up like God wanted to with some prayer, with some fasting, with some studying the word, with some faithful church attendance. I just built that altar. And I just put myself in a position where God, I just want the fire to fall on my life. I know I don't deserve it. I know I'm unworthy. But I just want that Holy Ghost fire. I just want it on my life. The God that answers my fire. We got to choose that the one true God. We got to choose the right God. The God, you got to choose the right one, the living God. And then you got to set some things up. You got to put the wood in order. You got to set up that altar. Some cases you got to repair that altar. Repair that altar. He said, Elijah. Put the wood in order. Cut the bullock in pieces. Laid on the wood and said, fill four barrels with water. Pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. He said, do it the second time. And they did it the second time. He said, do it the third time. And they did it the third time. And the water ran about the altar. Filled the trench also with the water. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the even sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel and that I am thy servant and that I have done all these things in thy word. See, you got to follow the word. All these things in thy word, Elijah said. That's what we still got to do today, church family. Verse 37, hear me, O Lord, hear me. That this people may know that thou art the Lord God. And that thou hast turned their heart back again. Verse 38, then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice, 
the wood, the stones, the dust, and licked up the water that was in the trench. That's what I said. When the fire hits, it's going to destroy and take up everything. And it says, consumed the burnt sacrifice. How many want the Holy Ghost fire to consume your life? That's my prayer. Say, God, consume my life. Consume my life. Consume my life. Consume. When that fire fell, there was no doubt. There was no doubt that there was a God in Israel. There was no doubt that fire took up everything, consumed it all. But because he chose, repaired, prayed a simple prayer, prayed a simple prayer. And that's why people think you got to say some fancy prayer. Nah, nah. That relationship, when you have a relationship with God, before, yes, all God wants you to do is talk to Him. That's it. That's all He wants. He just wants a relationship. You ain't got to put Father God ten times. You don't have to do all that. It's just Lord God simple. Just a simple prayer. God, I want that Holy Ghost fire in my life. Just that simple. Just that simple. If you mean business, I promise you the fire will fall. I promise you, if you're serious, you're serious, you repent of all your sins. Uh, You get baptized in Jesus' name. You lift up holy hands and begin to worship the one true God. I promise you the fire will fall. It's not that hard. It's not that complicated. But says it consumed everything. Church family, when God consumes you, when the Holy Ghost consumes your life, you'll be surprised of how much worldly things don't entice you anymore. I said, you'll be surprised of how carnal things don't entice you no more. You'll be surprised. It'll be so much easier to live for God when the Holy Ghost has consumed your life. From the outside looking in, it seems so hard. How can you live that type of lifestyle? How can you do those things on a consistent basis? How can But you know why? I'm consumed. I'm consumed with the Holy Ghost. I'm consumed with the work of God. I do what I have to. I'm in the world, but not of it. I said I'm in the world, but not of it. I do the things I need to, but my my relationship with God comes first. My relationship with God, I'm consumed with that. It's like 
in a physical relationship. The boy and the girl, young man, young woman, all of a sudden, all of a t- sudden, they make time. <laughs> they make time to see each other, make time to communicate, make time. Forget about everybody else, forget about every friend, everything else. Because guess what? They're consumed. That's what I'm talking about. A consumed with the walk of walk of God. Consumed with the work of God. Consumed. It'll take up everything. You know, I got no way for bail, no way for anything else. But consumed. Skipping down to verse 40. 41, excuse me. And Elijah said unto Ahab, get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of the abundance of rain. Remember, this was in a drought. It hadn't rained for over three years. Hadn't rained. Hadn't rained. He said all of a sudden, told Elijah told Ahab, get thee up. I hear the rain coming. The rain's coming. Get thee up. Church family, the rain's coming. I said the rain's coming. I said the rain's coming. The rain's coming. We got to choose it. We got to repair. But I promise you, after the fire falls, the rain's coming. Continue on. So Ahab went up, eating, drinking. Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, cast himself down upon the earth, put his face between his knees, and said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. He went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea. Like a man's hand. And he said, go up. Say unto Ahab, prepare thy chair, get thee down. That the rain stop thee not. That the rain stop thee not. It's about to rain, Ahab. You better get out of here. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. Church family. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. Ah, It's going to rain. It's going to rain. Take it a lot longer than what I anticipated. But I feel God. I feel. I feel like some people's repairing some things right now. Getting some things in order. Making some things right. Because it said the fire's falling. Fire is going to fall. Promise your church family if we get some things. Let's all stand. I'm really done. But I want us to take inventory. Musicians can come. I want us to take inventory of our own lives tonight. 
right now and in this altar call. Take inventory. Repair what you need to repair. Get things right. Because I feel the fire's coming. The rain. Holy Ghost rain rain down on us. We sing the song. Rain down on us. Fire is how God proves us. I said fire is how God proves us. Most of us have heard about the analogy of the gold tried in the fire. But that's what it takes. That fire to burn off the impurities. The fire to to burn off everything that doesn't need to be there. That fire. Then after the fire brings forth that shiny piece of metal. But most of the time, what do we do? No, God, I don't want to go through that. No, God, I don't want, I I, want to escape the painful parts. I want to escape the the burning process. I want to escape, God, I don't want that. But God says, no, I've got to try you. I've got to see what you're made of. But in order to do that, I'm going to put a little fire on you. I'm going to put some fire on you. Because guess what? When he puts that fire on you, those tough times, if you crumble and give up, this is all me. That wasn't the real goal. That, that wasn't the real stuff. That wasn't the real stuff. But when he puts that fire on you, then all of a sudden that glimmer, that shining, oh, guess what? Ha! I think we got some gold here. I think we got some gold here. Keep putting that fire on them. Turn it up a little more. And our flesh is saying, God, that's enough. That's enough. He said, no, I got a little bit more for that spirit. It's made through my weakness. It's made strong. Got to apply a little more fire. Because the trial of your faith trial of your faith First Peter 1 and 7 that, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth though it be tried with fire might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus the trial of your faith said this many times we all know the scripture. Satan had desired to have it. Jesus told Peter, 
decide to have it, and it may shift you through. He said, but I prayed for you that your faith, your faith don't fail you. That the trial of your faith, the trying of your faith, the trying of your faith, in essence, I'm going to keep believing in God even though I don't see what I, want, what I want to see right now in my life. I said, I'm going to keep believing God for everything that he promised me in my life even though I don't see it right now. Put it down in layman's terms. That faith. I'm going to keep walking through the door of the house of God even though I might not feel anything. I promise you when you get here, you will. But you got to have that faith to believe. Say, guess what? I might not feel like going. I might not feel like anybody loves me when I get there. But guess what? I'm going to go for God. Because I believe God. And I believe God has something for me. So guess what? I'm going to go to the house of God. I'm going to keep believing in God no matter what the devil tells me. The devil is a liar. I said the devil is a liar. That the trial of your faith, not the trial of your prayer, not the trial of your faith, the trial of your faith, because guess what? You stop believing in God, you will stop praying. I said, you stop believing in God, you will stop fasting. You will stop coming to the house. But he said, the trial of your faith. Peter, I'm going to pray that your faith don't fail you. That your faith don't fail you. If you've lived for God for any amount of time, God's going to trust that. He's going to try your faith. He's going to do it. Peter, you're going to deny me. You're going to deny me thrice before the cock crows. Oh, no, Jesus, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm with you even to the death. First chance to get. You was with them. You, that man that's about to get. You was with. You know him. No, I don't. Peter, I told you, you're going you're gonna to deny me. He's going to do some things. He's going to do some things to make you question. Make you question. It's a trial of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes though it be tried with fire might be found under praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ let's all gather in and I want to suggest I want us to 
find a place to pray. I want us to take this seriously tonight, church family. One more scripture. 1 Corinthians 3 and 12. Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. It's going to be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work what sort it is. Come on, church family. Let's get, let's repair some things tonight. Let's repair. Let's choose. Let's choose. Oh, God. I want that fire in my life. I want the fire in my life.